Folks, you know, it's like season five. I'm so excited. This is when I think this is the best season I've ever done uh, besides season one. But I have amazing guests from all over Maryland. And this guest I have coming on, ladies, you're going to like this one, I think. I think you're going to like this. Um, one of my coworkers was like, you got to check out the jewelry. Go on, go on IG. I'm like, wow, this is pretty some dope stuff. And then I was like, let me follow this maker and business entrepreneur. And they were at Impact Hub doing stuff at Impact Hub. And then they're all over the place, New York, everywhere. And I'm like, I got to get her on the show. So the next voice you hear with Miss Carrie. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carry out, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. Are you or someone you love in need of mental health support? For All Seasons is now offering same-day therapy appointments with no wait list. Through the For All Seasons open access program, you can walk in for mental health services and begin therapy in the same visit. For All Seasons accepts all insurances and provides financial assistance if you need it. For therapy, psychiatry, or victim support, we have appointments available today. Call For All Seasons, 410-822-1018. Welcome to the No Picks at the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Told you, folks, we're bringing the heavy hitters on season five. I'm so excited. We have this big-time entrepreneur. We're told we're always celebrating everybody in Maryland doing amazing things, especially entrepreneurs, because they're the backbone of the United States. I really believe it. And we got to highlight people doing amazing things. Miss Carrie, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Good, good. So let's tell a bit people... About the this name of your company. Become Spellbound. Okay. So Become Spellbound. You're doing some great things. I'm looking at the jewelry you're doing. I'm looking at everything. You're traveling. It's hard to catch up with you. That's a good <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Thank you so much. I definitely feel like I'm doing it all and I'm just like having so much fun. So I hope that shows too. Good, good. So tell me, tell the audience a little bit about you. Uh, like, are you from Maryland? Are you originally from the area? Um, I actually grew up in South Jersey. Okay. Um, sort of in the suburbs. And I think I had a pretty typical suburban childhood mm-hmm. with two great parents who are still together. Um, my parents have always been like very supportive of me and what I wanted to do. And growing up, I was always like very interested in crafts and creating. Um, and my mom supported that all the time. I was in all sorts of like classes for art outside of even school. Um, And it was interesting because when I grew up and decided to go to college, I didn't really know how to like be an artist, you know? And I applied to different schools and I was actually really hoping to come to Baltimore because, and this is sort of silly. Okay. I was obsessed with the Inner Harbor as a child. (laughs) Okay, I I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Like, because the aquarium was cool. I mean, it's still cool. But, like, 
I can see that. Yeah. That's where a lot of things were still open then. Yes, exactly. This is like back in the 90s when mm-hmm. it was like super, super happening. And um, so my parents would take me down here and I always just really loved visiting Baltimore. So I applied <laughs> to a couple of colleges around here and I actually got a an offer I could not refuse from Towson. I got a full academic scholarship. So I went to Towson and still like while I was there, I just felt like, you know, how do you be an artist? I have no idea. So I decided to major in psychology and economics and I felt like, yeah, that's safe. Like it's kind of broad, but it's interesting. And, um, you know, so much, it seemed like you could get any job with anything as long as you were just a good fit at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I got my degree and I was looking around for jobs and also at the same time I was working like at some of the uh, nightclubs in the area. I was mm-hmm. working in Baja Beach Club. Hold up. Baja Beach Club <laughs> downtown, right? Yes. Was the, were you a record? Now you're throwing it back. Yeah. Were you around when it was 50 cent beers? Yes. <laughs> Quarter bottles. Quarter bottles, yes. <laughs> Folks, if you don't know, <laughs> woo, that was that was a wild time. Yeah. It was like absolute madness. Um, oh my goodness. Quarter beers, Friday nights from I think 8 to 10. Yes. And then they would, you know, change, but people wouldn't re- realize at that point. Right, because you, <laughs> folks, quarter beers. Yeah. Quarter. Be- I remember that. I remember going to that. And yeah, I don't remember leaving though. No, it, it was so much fun. It was like the wildest ever. And um, actually, through that job, I was able to make some connections like right before they were closing because mm-hmm. um, that was just a weekend job and I was like doing some insurance work during the week. But when they were about to close, my boss there, who was just so lovely to do this for me, Sal, he hooked me up with someone from Heineken. Mm. Um, we didn't even know Baja was closing yet and he had lined me up for a job, which was like so sweet. So I interviewed with someone for uh, like a regional sales position with Heineken. And I was selling beer all over Maryland wow. at that point. So um, I, I apologize, Kari. I said it wrong. So I, I think Carrie. I'm like, Carrie, Carrie, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm okay. sorry. I apologize. Okay. So you were doing Heineken. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. I remember drinking Heineken like that was my go-to drink for a while. Because I would just like that be, I would, if I'm hanging out in the house, Heineken was my drink. Don't drink it anymore, but that was my drink. So you went to hustling alcohol, sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. That <laughs> yeah. that's I mean, that's I mean, that's pretty serious. I mean, were you all over the state of Maryland? Um, well, I first started actually managing DC oh, wow. for their Mexican portfolio. And this was just when Dos Equis was launching the most interesting man campaign. Oh, so wow. they had me doing all sorts of fun stuff. Like I got to go to Austin for this parade with the most interesting man and all this like crazy <laughs> stuff with Dos Equis. Um, and eventually they moved me to managing like the full portfolio of Heineken and the Mexican brands in Maryland. And, um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it was a job that was great when you were in your early twenties. I'd have to say, as I was like sort of in it for a couple years, I was feeling like, I don't really know if I just want to be around all this craziness for so long. Mm. It's a lot of drinking and pressure, you know, and like 
there was just you could get yourself into trouble and mm. i saw a lot of people doing that and i was like always just sort of like walking this line of like trying to be fun and like the life of the party and not get myself into <laughs> like i get it trouble. now did you still keep this art side of you in there like were you still doing like when you're in your spare time or you know everybody has a fun hobby yeah. Were you still doing that like when you're off or like how did it, how did you keep up with that? Yeah, thanks. Um, I would paint and I would sculpt and I, I was like doing all sorts of different things as hobbies in my spare time and on the weekends. Um, but it didn't really have that much of a focus at that point. Like I was kind of just multimedia, like playing around with everything all the time. I'd make like little paintings and frame them around the house, you know, stuff like that. Um but yeah, so kind of, but at the same time, I felt like I was just always hustling and it was like hard to make time to really do what I loved. Got you. So yeah. when was that moment where you were like, all right, I need to do something else. I need to figure this out. Like what? There's always that pivot moment in like in life. Yeah. It always happens. Okay. Um, enter New York City. Okay. Okay. <laughs> After being, you know, based in the sort of Baltimore metro area for so long, um, an opportunity came up for me to move to Manhattan and manage half of Manhattan for Heineken. And I was like, this is something I can't refuse. So I sold my underwater condo. <laughs> Wow. Wow. So I know what year that was. And definitely I know what years those were. Yep. Yeah, that was a choice. But um, yeah, so I moved to New York and with my then um, boyfriend and we uh, got a place like right on the Upper West Side next to Central Park. And it was like, it was amazing. I mean, the prices were eye opening. (laughs) But, Mm. But this job with Heineken there was like really exciting. It was you know, their main office and so much like cool stuff going on. I got to learn basically the layout of Manhattan just in weeks, driving around and dropping stuff off and meeting all the bar owners. Um, But meanwhile, like on the weekends, I was going to this, um, what would you call it? It was almost like a farmer's market, but more like artisan stuff. It was like an artisan market on the Upper West Side on the weekends. And I started making friends with a bunch of women there who were like artists and creators. Um, and I think that's really where things started to shift for me hmm. because I finally was like seeing the amazing work of one artist in particular who I'm still friends with. And she, I owe so much to her. Her name is Anatai Hansen. Okay. Shout um, out to you. Shout yes, out. Yes, Anatai, I love you. <laughs> um, she is a, a Thai born self-made artist who, um, sells her amazing pieces on the weekends in New York Mm. and she really like took me under her wing and you know like she would have me come over and kind of show me how she was making stuff and she would be like you know you should do this like you you should make jewelry too I think you could be good at it and at first I was like well first off I'm not gonna step on your toes here in New York like that's not cool but also how like how even could you do that right but eventually um, with her and the support of some other like artists and friends that I had made there. Shout out Susan Ritter. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> Susan. You gotta check out her work too. Love it. Um, we started experimenting with like mediums and playing around with like this sculptural kind of process. And I started making things for myself and just wearing them around town. And I would like get stopped on the street by people and say, where did you get that? Can I buy that? 
And mm. a couple of times I would just say, sure, here. Here you go. It. Take it off me. And I would just like be walking home with like money in my hand. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, like this is actually something that I could do. Wow. And how freaking magical that felt. So you're, <laughs> so now you're, so you're in the corporate world. Then the entrepreneur, it just started to come. It's like, it's like there, it's there. Yeah. You're like, so when was that decision where like, I want to move on and do my own thing? What what was that key thing? What happened? Yeah. So, well, ultimately what happened was that I found out that through um, machinations of my husband's career, then we actually needed to go back to Baltimore. Mm. And we were really excited about that, honestly. I was especially because... <laughs> I mean, New York was great. I loved it. But like, I just felt like I wanted to live somewhere that was a little bit easier to do everything. Like going to a Trader Joe's in New York City is like a special kind of nightmare. It's it's an event. You know, I always know. And I love my New York people because, you know, I used to live up that way. I feel like everybody's always trying to catch up with New York. You'll never, ever catch up with New York. you're, You're always behind it. However it runs, it's a machine that just... You can never catch up with it. And you're yeah. always trying to catch up that last moment, but you never do. So I, I get I get that on that angle. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I can't emphasize how much I loved it, but also I was, like, looking forward to, like, you right. know, a little more space, a little more slower pace. Right. And, you know, affordability if I was about to leave my career. <laughs> so. Yeah, New York ain't the place to do that. Yeah. So what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to talk about her career. We're going to talk about she's blowing up in the jewelry industry. I mean, ev- everywhere she has some cool celebrities rocking her pieces, which is really dope. I mean, again, when I spoke to her, I had to catch up with her cause she was like, I'm going to the conference here. I'm going like, all right, we finally made it happen. So <laughs> this is actually an episode of working in six months. We finally made it happen. So thank you. So we'll be right back at these messages, folks. When you give to United way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help someone find, interview for, and get hired for a job and provide follow-up services for success. It can break down educational barriers and give that extra help to a struggling student with in-school support programs. Give today. Spark something bigger. Hi, my name is Catherine Womack. I'm a former strategic intelligence officer with the U.S. Navy. I spent the last couple of years at U.S. Cybercom and transitioned from active duty after 15 years into small business ownership. I own and operate a digital marketing agency in the state of Maryland. So a lot of people approach me thinking that digital marketing is simply social media management or maybe doing Google ads or Facebook ads, things like that. But what digital marketing really is, is an umbrella term for a multitude of tactics to get small businesses found by the people who need them. I personally specialize in search engine optimization, website development with conversion architecture in mind. And what that really means is the people are going to your website and doing the thing you need them to do. And oftentimes it's requesting a quote, an appraisal, things like that. So there's definitely a psychology to website development and we lean really heavy into the psychology of sales to get people to do the things you need them to do. A lot of times as a business owner, you haven't had the time to think about what your needs really are, what your challenges truly are, the the sources of those challenges. I can guarantee you in most cases, it's not simply that you need an ads campaign and that's where I can add value to your marketing strategy.
And folks, we are back. Uh, what I'm I'm on the edge of my seat because I want to know what happened at New York. Where if the CEO becomes spellbound, tell us a little bit about what, what, what's going on. You you're leaving New York. You about to come back to Baltimore. What's going on? Yeah. So about to leave Heineken. Heineken, like a cool job. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what's going on. And you know what? It really was for so long, and I appreciate all all that I learned from that. And honestly, I don't think I could be doing this if I didn't have those years of like learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And the structure of like working in more of a corporate environment. But yeah, so I knew that I was leaving New York and I was going to Baltimore and I just had this idea that I was just going to quit my job, which at the time meant giving away my car, my phone, my computer and practically the clothes on my back. It felt like Um, a sacrifice. And oh, and health insurance. So no health insurance. And and just being like, okay, I'm just going to go out on my own. And luckily... You know, I had saved some money and I said, all right, I'm going to give this a couple months. And if I'm not able to, you know, seem like I'm doing okay, then I could always go find another job. But um, with the shift in what I was trying to do, there did come some like interesting responses from people around me. Because, you know, I mentioned Anatai and Susan who were super supportive of me making this shift. But there were other people there who felt like, I don't know, maybe I was stepping on someone's toes or like I shouldn't be leaving the box of what I had previously been doing mm. and um, kind of rejected me. And like that was not something that I expected and it was like super hurtful. And it was interesting because I had never in my life sort of reinvented myself and felt like other people were not <laughs> there for it. You know mm. what I mean? And that was like a weird experience. So I kind of had a lot of um, emotion of so much excitement you know scared fear like just everything trying to do this and also wow. the feeling of kind of like a bizarre rejection that was unanticipated from well. some friends so so there was that um but moving to baltimore i started you know the instagram and everything for become spellbound and i was actually met with a group of really wonderful people on there you know, on the social media space, who mostly women, uh, fellow makers, fellow creators, mm-hmm. who found me and like welcomed me into this beautiful community that I found online. Mm. Um, and so I felt like that really kind of like healed my heart for what I had perceived as like this, you know, hurt from before. Um, I mean, I will tell you, my, one of my one of my bosses made the best. Quote, I mean, she got it from somebody else, but she was like, not everybody's happy for you. You may be happy, but not everybody's happy for you. Yeah. Just always remember that. You could, you may feel like because you got something great going on, but not everybody's happy. Just keep that in perspective. Mm-hmm. And when I do things, I kind of like think about that yeah. and say, you know, I'm happy. I'm over the moon. But then that person next beside you may not be so as happy. You know, I remember when the first year I won Best of Baltimore, I was like, Oh my god, that's so awesome! But then you always have like there's a, there's like the meme. I can, there's a meme where it's this little girl that's evil, like like look a frown, like looking at you in the corner, like you had a and, hater. Yeah, so it's like you know what? At that point, you know, I was like, oh my god, I want everybody to like me. I want everybody. And I'm like, you know what? I've learned. You know what? It is what it is. Yeah. You can't make everybody happy. You can't. Everybody, you got to be on your own journey. For sure. And that's why I love what you're saying. You know, you, you got you may have a little seed of doubt, mm-hmm. but. That other community was like, "Hey, come on through. We 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 supposed to reinforce because we think we all know that we all need that as creators, and entrepreneurs. Because 
sometimes it's a lonely world out there. Sometimes doing your work, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. So, sorry, I just no, wondered. no. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah throw it in. It's, so go ahead. Sorry. I think it can be universal. Right? Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Just what you were talking about. I thought about a lot of things that I went through. So it's always good to have these conversations with entrepreneurs and hear what they've gone through because it's some, always very similar. Yeah. So I appreciate well, you. Well, also me. I think that comes with age and like confidence in what you're doing. Like I had zero confidence in what I was doing then. You know, because it was just brand new. It was a seed that I was about to grow. You know, mm-hmm. and like. Now I just feel so full of gratitude and like I just feel surrounded by so many amazing people who are like cheering me on and I'm cheering them on and you know so it definitely comes with it but ultimately so you know where where we went with that is that I'm finding this community online this was also back when Instagram you could just like grow like crazy mm-hmm. right so I was just like oh my gosh this is like blowing up amazing I'm making money mm. you know I'm like creating these these things that I could never in a million years have imagined before and working with crystals that are just absolutely <laughs> incredible right 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 I mean so where did you get the concept of like the crystals like well, give us a like take us a little bit behind yeah. the curtain of where did your ideas, your creativity, where did this come from? I know you brought some beautiful jewelry here today for us to yeah. check out on camera. But, like, where did you get the idea? Like, just I'm kind of give us a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I've always been really obsessed with crystals. Like, I wasn't so much into dolls or anything. Like, I liked tumbled stones and, like, the Museum of Natural History. I got you. So fossils, crystals, like, things that are ancient and feel like you know from another time and place it just gives me like that full body chill of like stepping into the past Mm. like something like the fact that crystals even exist and are created by mother earth are it's mind-blowing right right (laughs) it is it is when you think about it it really is yeah and so like is it hard to find crystals to purchase them like how do you Um, how's one even get a crystal i don't even know i couldn't tell you yeah i mean is there a google for it (laughs) yeah yeah of course (laughs) You, I mean, Etsy has a ton of like little small sellers, you know, that you can buy really high quality crystals from. Um, I would not recommend maybe going onto Jeff's website, but other than got that, you, got you, got you. Other than that, yeah, there are tons of places you can buy them. Um, I like to go to the gem shows. There's actually one up in North Jersey every year that I go to with my mom. Nice and shout out to so mom. Fun. Yes, mom. Um, but yeah, you can buy them online little stores you know there's a crystal store right in hamden um there's crystal stores out in laurel you can buy crystals everywhere but um i mean for me like it was just a fascination with really wanting to make and wear something that was kind of unlike anything i'd ever seen like i felt like anatized pieces if you look her up are absolutely mind-blowing and i was really going for something like that just felt unreal like i wanted to blur the lines between art and adornment mm, you know? okay okay yeah. okay all right let, let's uh, let's check out what you what you have here today. yeah Cam, you want to make sure producer you want to make sure we, we we lock and load it let's make sure we lock and load it so we have everything here go ahead um so this is an earlier piece that i have kept um this piece is a uh, quartz with smoky quartz that i attached on the top and I feel like it's got kind of like alien vibes. Okay, I, I love it. I love it. What do like, you call that? What do you call that? Um, like a queen of some sort. I would call this one like an alien queen or something because it just has the crown. Like anytime that I put 
the little crown of tinier crystals on top of the bigger one. Um, I feel like it's sort of a queen piece. It reminds me of Game of Thrones Cersei, I feel like. I feel like that's who that would wear that. I would... I would die being a, a series <laughs> like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm very inspired by like sci-fi and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, most of the ones that I made back from that time have been sold and are off, you know, on their journeys now. I but I've kept a few. Um, I love incorporating skulls into my work. So this is a crystal skull nice. that is um, a blue tiger's eye. And then we have a red hematoid quartz and like a little crown of smoky quartz with a moonstone. And so, I mean, some of them are I like it. just kind of wicked and like dark and cool. I just think it's like so powerful. I like it. That's really dope. I, I, that's really, really dope. Thanks. I love your pieces. Keep on. You got, you got a whole bunch of them. Bring oh, them out. You. This is what it's about. We got yeah, we to yeah. share. We got to share. So I have one actually available right now that's fire. like this. That's fire right there. It's a snake, right? I love snakes. You know, it's funny. I hate snakes, but we'll go with the really. Next. I have a story behind it, but we'll we'll, we'll talk offline. Uh, There's a story behind you it. You never met my snake from college, Lexi. She uh, was amazing. Let me. T- uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the story offline. You'll be like, I get it now. Okay, okay. But ooh, that's so. That's a snake. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I did, I had a boa constrictor for a little while. She was like the sweetest. I would convert all my friends. They would come like wear her around their neck like a. Necklace. Are you? Are you? We got. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. This is labradorite with garnets and moonstones. This is like a little bit more of a newer design. Nice. And then, I didn't. I didn't bring the cords for this one, but I'm so obsessed with fossils. This is a megalodon tooth fossil paired with um an aura quartz. It's dope. And I mean, fossils are just incredible right like you're wow. connecting through millions of years yeah that's space what I'm and saying. time and an ancient predator from like <sighs> the oceans of millions of years ago i love that it's I'll, just wild so what do you how do you get creative and like like how does the juices flow to make something that beautiful oh how, thank like, you what are you like because i'm i'm all i'm i'm always I, the one thing i like about this show is that i like to meet amazing people like yourself who are doing things that are like <laughs> like you're like oh and we have amazing people that are here in Maryland that are doing great things. So where does the creativity come from? Like, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, all right, here's a fossil, <laughs> here's a crystal. I don't know what to do with it. Like, how much time does it take for you to actually make one of those? And just, just give us a little about yeah, that. Um, depending on the piece, I mean, it definitely takes me hours. Everything is hand sculpted. So it's a pretty different process from you know, what you might expect with certain types of jewelry making. Um, there's no metal. And this process I sort of developed um, alongside with my friends with my mother's metal allergies in mind. So, mm. um, you know, if you have some metal sensitivity, you can wear it. And also it keeps them kind of lighter. So since it's not metal, like, you know, something like this, if this was set in bronze or something, it would be like really heavy. Gotcha. And so it keeps it comfortable and light. And then I like to add the cords that are like soft and kind of earthy just to offset like, you know, the hard crystals and it makes it super comfy too. But um, yeah, each piece takes many hours. It could be between like five and 10 hours. Wow. And it's a process where there are multiple steps, you know, of like refinement. And um, I mean, I just, 
I love doing it though. I really kind of go into a meditative trance. I feel like with the crystal energy just like flowing through. I love me. it. I love it. Were there any entrepreneurs in your family that maybe, or was there anybody in your life huh. that you were like, wow, they kind of showed you a little bit. And you're like, I might want to do, do my own thing. And like, kind of like the entrepreneurial spirit, like, or was one of the things where you took some workshops and how, like, was there anything like that just really triggered maybe? Honestly, I just feel like I had this deep need. Okay. <laughs> like, to drive. I love it. You know, that like was, I mean, if anything, I would say my parents always supporting every single thing I've wanted to do, like really just helped me get that confidence to feel like, okay, if they think I can do it, then I can do it. I love it. Yeah. I love that. So how's business? That's the question. How's business going? Is there, are there ebbs and flows with everything? Yes. Uh, when is your busiest season? Talk, take us through that. Yeah. So um, the first couple of years, it was absolutely insane. Um, I felt like I couldn't keep the website stocked at all. Mm. And then COVID hit. And um, I thought, you know, like, what's going to happen? And honestly... It was still really strong. <laughs> like, mm. I think people were home and they were shopping and they were bored, you know, and or needed like a crystal ally to get through like all that insanity. Mm -hmm. um, so I never took a break at all during that. Wow. And uh, it was still good. I feel like things have been a little soft for all makers lately. Um, I'm doing okay though. Like I, I can never complain. I'm I'm like incredibly grateful and just lucky. <laughs> to be able to be doing this i love it i love that yeah. have you ever heard of the group uh uh charm seacraft mafia mm -hmm. they're, they're they have a lot of shows yeah that's in baltimore so a lot of them are over here actually oh a lot of them actually uh found studios over here anyhow paper cuts is over here oh, awesome. a lot of them over here so i know they do a, the big um show and then when i want to say in december okay. where it's like a holiday it's called holiday heat Oh, I and have to be involved. Yeah, that. something like that. I know yeah. that that's something big that they do every yeah. year, and it's like a big event where it's like so many different creators and vendors from DC, Philly, and they sort of converge on a big craft. And so, that's definitely, awesome. we'll talk afterwards and we can yeah. talk about that possibly. I, I actually have some some things coming up with um, Full Moon Acupuncture in Hamden. Okay. Just like some very small, like trunk show. I kind of like, I like little small things honestly where it's kind of like intimate and you get to really talk to people about you know what crystals they like <laughs> and that's what i'm saying like i i like this because i don't know too like you know when you when i think about crystal think about geology mm -hmm. think about history i think about the, like you mean fossils yeah. millions and millions of years old <laughs> you know what i mean so those type of things i think about when i hear about fossils and crystals just the minerals of the earth like there's just a lot of things going on yeah. and for you to have an eye on that and for you to have a perspective to me, that's props in itself. That's, I tell people, we got to give you your flowers because you're doing something that, I mean, I can't do. I don't know if these guys can do over here, but they're shaking their head. But, you know, if that's just really cool, to, a vibe to have, you know. Is there, like, any music you vibe out to when you're making your oh. stuff? Like, is there any, like, a vibe? Like, um, oh, gosh, my music takes. I feel like I'm stuck in, like, the late 90s. It's all good. Listen, yeah. I'm stuck in the 90s. Early early two thousand hip hop. I can't get out of it. Okay. I'm good with that because I that's just, that's a whole different story. Oh. Hopefully, I can get on my my friend's podcast and talk about that over there. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But uh, uh, definitely, I'm a '90s two thousand hip hop head. Yeah. So what about you? What, what is there anything to get you? I love um, in his own. If I'm like really trying to vibe out, I love like like Portishead. Okay. Like 
I don't know, 90s grunge. I love Okay. Um, Are you like green like, old Green like Day? Hip hop kind of stuff. Old like, Green Day? Um, more like Nirvana. Nirvana, cool okay. Kind of okay. Yeah. I, I I used to I used to rock Doc Martens back in the day. Oh my gosh, I love that. That Me was too. like that. Yeah, that was Nir, yeah. You know, that Nirvana was my band. I, I I used to rock out Nirvana. So yeah. Um, and then not so much grunge, but Dave Matthews too back in the day. Also, oh, it was all during that whole era, the era of yeah. Seattle rock music. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that's so that's what you vibe to, like. I mean, that's pretty I cool. just love so much. I I love like Radiohead's older stuff, like. <laughs> I don't know. My my husband used to DJ. He has like the pulse on everything I like. I feel like even more than me somehow. <laughs> That's cool though. That's yeah. cool though. I mean, because yeah. I always like try to get creators and figure out like what gets them motivated. Was it music? Are they vibing out? Like how do they go and make their pieces? And it gives a kind of like an idea behind the peek behind the curtain what yeah. you got going on. Well, lately, honestly, I've, I've this year, 2023, I have a goal to do 100 audiobooks. Okay. So I have to admit that's taking up the majority of okay. my time listening okay. to audiobooks while I create. And that's been like really cool. Are you doing a lot more uh, shows out in public right now? Are you out in a lot of festivals or do you mostly, how do you mostly reach out to the public now? Yeah. Besides like, you know, cause on social media, you have a heavy presence. Um, what's your other, other channels, avenues that you do? Mostly it is social media and my website. Okay. Um, it's, I have to spend so much time creating that honestly, the idea of doing a lot of shows kind of just like seems like, I don't know how I would really do that. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so I do occasionally, but, um, and as the holidays come up and everything, you know, but yeah, I'm mostly just kind of creating and like, and putting it on social media, on Instagram, um, now threads, Facebook, yes. TikTok. It's a lot. So it's creating lot. the content and creating the jewelry is kind of like as much as I can handle at this point. I would love the idea of like expanding and maybe hiring someone to like help me out with shows and stuff in the future. But yeah, for right now, we're kind of just like keeping it online. <laughs> no, I get it. So what's, what's interesting, kind of like a lot of podcasters are doing a lot more live shows. Mm-hmm. Because it's like people want to be out. They I want, love that they, you're doing that. Yeah, it, it's it's a vibe because people have been stuck inside for two years, mm-hmm. and then they've been nervous about COVID. And I get it, people have health reasons. I'm not totally understand it, but nothing like going to a, a, a situation or a show, learning about the person, have a cool DJ spending music, have a comedian, and have the, and then you're outside talking to different people that you might never know. Yeah, might never be. And that's what I like. Really, just. Um, making a whole vibe when I do something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a very important. So that's why I asked what, you know, do you ever go out or try yeah. to do any festivals? So what do you, so what social media besides, so I know Instagram, that's your bread and butter. Yeah. Do you get like a lot of DMs, people asking for a bit, like, can you make custom things and like stuff like that? Like, do you have to say no a little bit sometimes? Sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes I do customs and it just sort of depends like on if, if the person already has like a really rigid idea that like, I don't think I can create, you know, or not, but usually people are pretty easy and they just say, Hey, I love your work. Like I'm thinking of these two crystals. What can you do? And I'll just like dig through, I have so much at home. Like I'll dig through all these boxes and drawers that I have and kind of, I love like putting them together and going like, does this look right together? How's this going to work? Cause it also has to lay on your body. Right. So it's mm. like the crystals have to look good together, but it's form and shape. And so anyway, yeah, I love doing customs when it's like something that I can really kind of dive into. Wow. Um, but yeah, the messages pile up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I mean, yeah. I, I believe it. So what would I mean? We, you know, we're going to wrap it up in a nice bow. So like, what do you want people to walk away with? Just thinking about, you know, your business, 
um, you know, again, like just anything that you could give advice for anybody out there who wants to start their own business, um, just where, and then where they can find you on social media, mm -hmm. the whole, you know, I don't know if it's X or Twitter. I don't know what anything is anymore. I just TikTok. <laughs> see, it's so many different things, but like, yeah. just like, like, what do you want to wrap it up? Big bow and say like yeah. about you and what you've learned to be an entrepreneur and going forward and things of that nature. I mean, I guess I would just tell anyone who wanted to, you know, quit their nine to five or whatever and follow their dreams. Like really just like, tap into your intuition and listen, mm. you know, I felt like I was ignoring that little inner voice in myself for so long because I didn't know what it would be, but like just really listen and start following those breadcrumbs in life that like take you to learning or exploring or like anywhere, even a step closer to like where you want to get. And then I feel like it's all just going to like come into view for you at some point, you know? So hold on to that dream. Don't stop. Like I was in my mid thirties when I found this and at any point in your life, you could just like totally change course and be living your dream. Do you want to shout out to the customers, anybody out there, your team, the people, <laughs> whatever? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want to do. It's okay. like, I'll tell you, it's your show. I'm just here. I guess, oh my gosh, so many. I'm like, oh, just in general. You can say in general, just like a. I guess I want to thank India RE for being such an amazing supporter. She found me when I was like real early on and has helped me a lot. I'm talking about the singer India RE, folks. Yeah. Okay, so how to how to, tell us about, tell us how that happened. She's amazing. Um, she used to make jewelry. Apparently, she reached out to me when I first started and said, "Hey, I really like your work. I'd love to get a couple pieces." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I, actually, what's funny is at first I was in the middle of a trunk show and I just saw the message pop up. I was like, "Yeah, I'll get back to you later." And then I didn't realize who she was. It's Indy Irie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and so we chat, you know, now and then. She's like super down to earth, super sweet. She's like a very just enlightened human being. That's and dope. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. She wears her, does she wear her pieces, your pieces on Sometimes. IG or something like that? Yeah. We did shout like you a out giveaway or? together for, for the holidays one year. I hope, oh, wow. I hope to um, do another one with her soon. It's, wow. a, it's in the works. So stay tuned. So exclusive. We got yeah. exclusive here, folks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 That's, that's huge though. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does that feel when you see like a, person who's an amazing singer, uh, amazing talent, a person who's like, hey, I like what you're doing. Let's 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 link up. So insanely blessed. Like it just feels like the universe is like fully aligned and I couldn't be more grateful. And also I think it makes you realize that, you know, no matter how big you get or something, you can always like reach down and like help someone out, right? So mm. I always also try to like keep that in mind and like shout out other accounts and just keep like that flow of just supporting artists. I love that. I love that. That, that warms my heart because it's always passed on, mm -hmm. passed on to, to somebody else. Where can they, where can we find you on social media? Yes. Your email. Not, you're not email, but you probably can find your email on your website, but break yeah. it down so we can find it. So on Instagram, TikTok, and now threads, it is become underscore spellbound. Um, the website is become spellbound.com. And on Facebook, it's just spellbound. I don't right. know why. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here. She's on all the social medias. You can, there's, I'm sure there's a form there that on her, so on website that you can look up and request an item. How fast are these items leaving like your website? They're pretty cool. Um, sometimes when I do a drop, it like almost sells out right away. Um, yeah. I mean, other times it's like, <laughs> it's been pretty instantaneous at times, I have to admit. So you have yeah. you have the fan club is ready, they ready, they ready to go. 
So that's cool. So you know what would be cool? And this is a thought. Maybe down the road, whatever. And this is easy for me to do. But I know you're busy. Do something for if you're if you have a big following that wants to see you live or something. We do a live show. Oh gosh, and have I you come that. on? Have you come as one of the guests and they can meet you in person? Because I feel like I think a lot of people. That's why I do live shows because people just like the, the lady at the, the coffee shop Zeke's. She's yeah. like, I know your stuff. You know, like that's pretty cool. Like they know who you are. Oh my gosh, I am blown away when that happens. But that's a cool thing, it's and awesome. uh, and you're recognized throughout the U.S. probably right now, like. It would be pretty random, I think. But thanks, I don't know. I think so. Where's, where's the furthest place you've ever sent your sent an item? Um, well, I mean, other countries. So, see, but, yeah. hey, see, we had international here. Yeah, it's international. Yeah. Okay, so that means somebody's watching international, mm-hmm. and you know they told their friend. You know that's how people do things. You know, it's just the beauty of the interconnectedness, right? And that's why I like doing the podcast because I had somebody on from another shop, and somebody from New York watching and bought items from them, like. I like what they're doing. So that's what we try to do is highlight, celebrate entrepreneurs. People are doing amazing things in the whole in the region of Baltimore and just really celebrate what you got going on. I love that. So please go follow her on her website, but we're not going to get let her out of here for the speed round. We're not going to oh, let you. Wait, oh, go I have one thing. I, so if you listen to this and you want to send me an email, I'll send you a discount code. Ooh. I just decided that, so I have to make it up. But okay, I there, promise. There you go. You heard it. You heard it here. <laughs> email her discount code. Letter, you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, speed round. Ready? Okay. All right. Are you are you vegetarian anything like that? Gotta know. Gotta know. Gotta, gotta, okay. No. Ask the questions before I start. <laughs> okay. Because I have to change the questions around. Okay. Chicken wings, flats or drums? Ooh, I'm gonna go flats. Okay. Your favorite Heineken company drink? Um, Since you worked for them, you got you which, which like which brand did you like the most? Old Strongbow. What is that? Before they reformulated it, it was a uh, British dry cider. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you go over to Europe, over I there. bet it's still that. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a little inside knowledge. Uh-huh. All right. With the chicken wings, blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. Honey Old Bay or regular regular uh, hot? Oh, I do love some Old Bay sometimes. <laughs> old Bay or regular? Okay. Yeah. We'll do. Okay. Crabs or crab cakes? <sighs> gotta say crab cakes i did grow up in new jersey guys i'm sorry no but yeah i get a crab i got some people don't want to work for it i get it i get it all right coke or pepsi i'd say neither neither you can say that you can say that you can say neither that's fine they're not they're not paying the bills over here okay but this is uh your favorite halftime show for super bowl um oh my gosh i don't know skip skip okay (laughs) Any band, dead or alive, that you could see right now, who would you go see? David Bowie. Ooh, it's David. Yeah, I'm yeah. Looking, I like that. I like the Lambert. Is it David Bowie, right? Is yeah. that Lambert? Yeah. Yeah, the Lambert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last one, snowballs or ice cream? Ice cream. Okay. You're not a snowball person, the egg custard? You know what? That sugar goes straight to my brain and I get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream binds it a little. I got you. I got yeah. you. So thank you so much for coming to the show today. I've had a great time learning about your company, learning about what you've gone through, the trial and tribulations. You had the mean girls going up there. <laughs> it happens. But you you're you're doing some amazing things in the state of Maryland and we want to celebrate you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Aaron. This has been so much fun. All right, folks. Love, peace. We're out. <laughs>